Today is November the 24th. Do people really want to hear God? Let's find out together as we study Amos chapter 8. Well, we've looked at three visions that Amos has had, a vision of locust, a vision of fire, then the vision of a plumb line. The vision that he has next is very interesting. Chapter 8, verse 1, Then the sovereign Lord showed me another vision. In it I saw a basket filled with ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos, he asked. I replied, a basket full of ripe fruit. Then the Lord said, like this fruit, Israel is ripe for punishment. I will not delay their punishment again. Now, if you remember, the Lord uh, gave uh, Israel a vision of fire and locusts that destroyed Israel. Uh, Amos pled with God and he said, okay, well, I won't do that. Um, the third vision was the vision of a plumb line. He was going to measure Israel against the standard of his word. And what he found was that the wall was crooked. So now he says, the time is here. The time is now. Now, the vision that Amos has is a very pleasant vision, a basket of fruit. And it's beautiful fruit. It's ripe fruit, summer fruit. Um, one would think this is a vision of good things, but Amos said it's not. This is a vision of ripe fruit because Israel is ready. They are ripe for the punishment that will come upon them. Now from verses um, 4 to 6, he lists the sins of Israel, the results of the test of the plumb line. Listen to this, you who rob the poor, you who trample down the needy. You can't wait for the Sabbath day to be over and the religious festivals to end so you can get back to cheating the helpless. You measure out grain with dishonest measures. You cheat the buyer with dishonest scales. You mix the grain you sell with chaff swept from the floor. You enslave poor people for one piece of silver or a pair of sandals. Now these were the things that the Lord found when he held the plumb line against Israel. For the next several verses, the Lord talks about the destruction, the punishment that will come on Israel. From 7 to 10, he talks about natural disasters that will come on them, and as a result, they will uh, mourn, they will uh, hold funerals. But I wanted to pay special attention to verse 11 and following. The time is surely coming, says the Sovereign Lord, when I'll send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea. They will wander from border to border, searching for the word of the Lord, and they won't find it. A famine of God's word. 
Amos prophesied that for the people of Israel. It makes me wonder, is there a famine of God's Word today? Uh, do people really want to hear God's Word? You know, if God's Word is not being preached, that's one thing. It's not a famine. But if people want something that they can't find, that becomes a famine. So is there a famine of God's Word today? You know, in uh, the year 2000, a man named Sven Erlinson wrote a book called Spiritual But Not Religious. And that describes a growing portion of America today. In 2012, 19% of Americans identified themselves as spiritual but not religious. Five years later, 2017, 29% identify themselves as spiritual but not religious. We're almost five years from 2017. I believe that that number has again risen. A growing number of people in the U.S. identify themselves as spiritual but not religious. What does that mean? It means that they have a hunger for God, but they have a distrust of organized religion. They love Jesus, but not the church. They are spiritual, but they don't identify with any organized religion. Now on Sunday in the sermon, I want to spend a more significant amount of time talking about that concept. Today it's just enough to talk about some of the basic feelings of this group. They distrust organized religion. They look at organized religion and they see that for many who participate in organized religion, it really doesn't make an impact in their life. And they say, we don't want that. They have a hunger for God. They want to connect with God. But they're not going to use organized religion as a way to do that. You know what? Jesus did the very same thing. Jesus told the woman at the well, the day is coming and already is, when you can worship God wherever you are, as long as you worship Him in spirit and in truth. I wonder if Jesus were here today, if He would, um, at least in a certain uh, way, identify with those who are spiritual but not religious. I believe that there is a famine for God's Word today. Those people who are hungry to know God would not necessarily go to the Bible to try to find out what God says. When they do, many times they're amazed at what they find. Have you heard anyone lately tell you that they're spiritual but not religious? Reach out to them. Befriend them. 
Let them be the focus of your bless. Begin with prayer. Listen to them. Find an opportunity to eat with them. Serve them in some way that they need and then share with them what you have found in going to God's Word and in participating in a group of friends who are also looking for God. Bless them with your presence. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, how can I escape the coming apocalypse?